All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Welcome to the Hunt for Red's October podcast. I'm your host, Coop. This is episode 22, I believe, and with you tonight. Uh, let's start off with Phil. Phil, how are you? So, um, in in the bullpen uh, next year. No. <laughs> we're going to have Iglesias. No. And Amir Garrett. No. And, and S- Cody Reed, I think. Stop it. And Robert Stevenson. Oh, my God. Also joining us tonight <laughs> is Ryan. Ryan's back with us. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Really sad that I missed last week. Uh, it sounded like a lot of fun, but I was uh, deathly ill in bed, so I was unable to uh, unable to record last week. Well, I'm glad you didn't get dead. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> joining us tonight for the first time. You know him on Twitter is Obscure X Reds, Obscure Former Reds, however way you want to look him up. Ken, Ken, how are you doing tonight? How you doing, guys? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. Welcome to the shit show, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to this before. <laughs> okay, so we, why don't we talk, uh, this is a Cincinnati Reds uh, podcast, so why don't we talk about the Cincinnati Reds? Lost two of three in Oakland, and one of those two was a no-hitter. Mike Fires, Frears, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. And it's his second name. Fires. Fires. Yeah, Fires. So that 764 ERA came into the game with was pretty pretty intimidating. I'm not surprised he did that. To me, it was an indictment (laughs) on the Reds uh, and their poor offense to start the season. Even though they... uh, Put up a lot of runs against the Giants the weekend before. I was actually kind of surprised this was the first time they were no hit this year. Ken, your thoughts on uh, should should we expect another no hitter sometime this year? Uh, I hope not. I, I'm going to chalk it up to a long flight west and then a two hour lighting delay. I, I think they did that on purpose to throw the Reds off their game. The lighting delay, and then they started the game anyway. So what the hell was that all about? Yeah, I didn't see any of it because it started at, what, 11.45? Thank goodness I didn't see any of that crap. I literally watched an inning and went had to go to bed. Uh, oh, man. Ryan, your thoughts on uh, the Reds' Sands hits against the Friars? Well, to quote my good friend Phil, uh, I believe I, uh, I agree with Ken. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, like, I mean, what Ken said was, was right. Uh, I, I just chalk it up to... You know, long flat out west. Uh, the light thing was weird. I didn't like, you know, I woke up in the morning and saw that they had been no hit and was just, you know, thank God I was sitting on the toilet because I would have shit my pants. Um, I just, I, I don't know, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I chalk it up to the flight and uh, the, the lighting thing, the second I saw that was happening, I just said, screw it and went to bed. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really see much of that game. 
Um, what I did notice from watching some of the highlights, though, was that Votto hit a ball that, that would have been out of Great American Ballpark. Puig hit a ball that would have been out of Great American Ballpark. But playing at sea level in the heavy air, it, it died at 400 feet. And so, I mean, that's a huge ballpark. There's a million miles of foul territory out there. Yeah, so, the Coliseum is a huge ballpark. Yeah, too, so, I'm not surprised that if it happened, it happened there. Yeah, from what I, from everything that I've heard from like an you know, analysis, so to speak, um, the, you know, they said it was it was the most A's uh, no hitter that they that has ever been. Uh, lots of uh, I don't know if you can get Babbitt while having a zero Babbitt, but it kind of happens. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil, your thoughts on the no hitter? I I was against it. Thank you. <laughs> but I will say this: the you guys are crazy about the lighting thing. It was awesome because uh, Derek Dietrich and his uh, his <laughs> titties his get up on that titties, titties was awesome. They need absolutely need to give him a lifetime contract after his ball playing days are done. He can be the the super uh, like from uh, one of those television shows where they have supers. Damn it, Three's Company. Yeah. Ooh, Mr. Roper. <laughs> Three's company. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, Titties is fastly, you know, he's, well, quick coming, one of my favorite Reds of all time. Like, Sean Casey's my favorite of all time, but, man, Titties is just, he's so much fun. Speaking of Titties, shout out to Three's company. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. 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 So- Suzanne Summers. So the Reds made some other moves uh, right after we recorded our podcast last week. Matt Kemp got told to get the hell on out of here. Josh Van Meter got That's called up. And, uh, and then, of course, Scott Shebler was sent down. I I think, like like you were saying, Ken, Matt Kemp was long overdue to get sent packing. It seemed like he just didn't give a shit. And I don't know if it's because he didn't want to play in Cincinnati or that he's just done, but he just... I mean, I think Rihanna didn't want him to play in Cincinnati. Yeah, there, yeah, there was something. I mean, he was caught on camera. I guess it was in Pittsburgh where he said, "I just work here." And well, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. You don't. Yeah. Heyo. I mean, it must. Get, he's, been, he's been checked out for a while. I mean, it must be nice to still get your balance of your twenty million dollars to do nothing. But uh, Phil, speaking of somebody who does nothing, uh, what was your thoughts on uh, Matt Kemp? <laughs> I, it was time. I mean, he he's hurt, and uh, he's getting paid anyway, and they got no place for him to play. So, adios, muchacho. <laughs> Ryan. I think they're finally... Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Ken. I think they're finally in a good place with their outfield. Um, Shebler's gone to Louisville, and is his OPS is 369. Not slugging, not batting. His OPS. He's <laughs> awful. Nice. Um, they're in a good place with their outfield. I like Winker, Senzel, and Puig. Um, Titties uh, and um, and Dietrich, or sorry, and and, and Lawrenson or whomever can fill in in the outfield. But um, Winker needs to start six days a week. Senzel's obviously starting every day, and Puig starting every day. I like that outfield. In the immortal words of Jerry Naren, this team's going to hit. Marty, this team's going to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are that Jerry Naren um, has a smaller penis than I do. Uh, 
Yeah, um, <laughs> hey, uh, I honestly, I completely uh, forgot what the question was. So, Matt Kemp, no longer red. Your thoughts? Oh yeah, that thing. We're still talking about Matt Kemp. Jesus, man, I thought we were done talking about him. Uh, no, Matt Kemp is. Uh, I mean, do you think his wife Sunday Gray had a black eye the other day? No, I I do want to no? know that story okay. though. I know, right? I want see. Like my thinking is that Sunny Gray popped off to Kemp, and Kemp just you know knocked him right in the face, and that's why uh, Kemp got sent out of town. So you're saying you there's no there's no validity to that statement. I have a conspiracy theory, just like Alex Jones. I'm a little never mind. No, let's not talk about Alex Jones. I won't say that. <laughs> we're not we'll talk go there tonight. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. This has gotten a little wacky here. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so the other side of that was uh, Josh Van Meter making his major league debut. He's only gotten, I think, was it two starts? One as a DH and one in left field in Oakland. I'm still of the opinion that. I would start him most days at second base where you can have titties as your super utility player to fill in at filling in left, filling in right, filling in first, uh, filling in second when needed. I don't think he could play shortstop, but uh, at least not uh, well. What do, I, I just want to get the panel's thoughts on Josh Van Meter. Uh, let's start with Ryan this time. Josh Van Meter, is he here for the long haul or is it only until Scooter comes back? Uh, I'm not even sure if he's here until Scooter comes back. Um, I, it doesn't. They're not playing him very much. It seems like basically it's one of those. Hey, kid, you you've earned your shot. So here's a here's some lip service to you. And then as soon as uh, as soon as we get a chance, we'll send you back down. You can play every day again. Um, I'm I'm like you, Coop. I want to see him play every single day, pretty much <clears throat> most days, five out of the seven. And then you can use you know Titties as a super utility guy. Um, and really, I mean, you can use Van Meter in that way too. I mean, he can play first, second, third, and, uh, in the outfield. So, I mean, you can kind of use him the same way. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked that he's not getting more playing time, but, uh, you know, I mean, didn't they do this last year with, uh, Blandino? So, I mean, they called him up and he sat on the bench most of the time. Well, and they're playing Kyle Farmer a lot at second instead of, uh, Van Meter, which I guess against a lefty, whatever, but. Right, Phil, jump in. I like to call him Josh Van Homer because he hits a lot of homers. Yes. Yeah, me and Phil have been killing the game on uh, nicknames here lately. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's a great one. We got Josh Van Homer and big and and big stick Nick. So, see, no, I actually like that. That's that's good. Yeah. Ken, save us on this topic. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to obscure former red out Al- Al- Alex Blandino. Um, oh, is that a former red? If, well, he might be. Well, he's not on the twenty-five. He's a former red. Um, Van, Van Meter. Um, Doug Gray's really high on him, um, and I don't know if I should, but I trust Doug Gray on this. Um, his he Doug's hit just, really well. Doug's just high the anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. Shout, Shout out to, to Doug. Doug Gray. And I don't know if you should trust Doug since uh, Callie trusted him and Phil to get a cactus, and she has no cactus. See, no, this has been this is slander, and I'm going to be walking off this podcast if this continues. All right, Ben Shapiro. But I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> um, I Ben Meter's only 24. 
He's not 27. I think he's. I think he's got a chance. He's definitely not here past Scooter. Um, being left-handed hurts him. I think if he were right-handed, he and Dietrich might swap out super utility roles. But it. But being left-handed, he's behind Dietrich every. He's behind Titties everywhere. I mean, he plays everywhere Titties does, and he's not as good. He obviously he's overwhelmed. He's slugging 091. He has one hit in 11 at bats. He's not. He's got his cup of coffee. Go back to Louisville Rake, and maybe there's a place for him as a super utility sometime down the road. Again, he's only 24. Maybe at, Scooter's not coming back next year. Maybe that's a topic for later or another podcast, but Scooter's gonzo because of Senzel and Dietrich and all the options they have. Yeah, I, I tend to believe, uh, to believe you there with Scooter not coming back long term. Uh, there's just so many options at second base, a lot of cheaper options, plus uh, yep. controllable options. Teddy's has another year of control, which a lot of people, well, I mean, other than, you know, us idiots, but uh, <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that when they signed him because he was non-tendered with a, with, it wasn't like Billy Hamilton his last year of arbitration. And then Senzel, now that they've played the games, they have an extra year of control over him, and Josh Van Meter, again, six years of control or whatever it is. So I tend to agree that Scooter, this last few months when he comes back, is his last few months as a red. Yeah, yeah. I think Scooter, I think Scooter's, uh, I, I think Scooter's only chance of getting an extension was to come out and, you know, hit like he has the last two years and, and produce like that over this whole season to get, basically to prove how valuable that he is, as a, you know, with his bat. Uh, I think him getting hurt basically killed any chance of that. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, maybe he comes back on a cheap deal, but I, I doubt it. But then again, with the way free agency is nowadays, you never know. Uh, well, my, what could happen with Scooter is if Scooter comes back and all of a sudden he turns his off- offense around and stuff starts flowing, that might right. save him. Exactly. Um, this offense yeah. has been historically god-awful. I don't have any explanation for this. Phil, yeah. your thoughts. I don't even know. If, I mean, yeah, he's coming back this year, but I think uh, Teddy's is going to be the the guy. Maybe they'll platoon. Uh, that actually might is not a horrible idea. They're both left-handed hitters, Phil. <laughs> well, then we're just going to have to cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> no, we're going to keep that in there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! It seems like Titties is everything Scooter is, just a little better. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, plays, he, he plays more positions. He's definitely more buff. Yeah, and he's yeah. damn sexy too. He's Come definitely on, definitely sexier than Scooter. I'm gonna get, go with Silver that one. That's true. I don't know. Scooter, Scooter is your prototypical everyday second baseman and player. Uh, Dietrich, though, I mean, if he I really worry that if he plays every day, that he can get exposed. I mean, I grant he's he's on a hot streak right now, and he's playing mostly every day. But um, he's I he's a he's an above average hitter for his career. I mean, OPS plus. He he played in a just a pit down in Miami uh, that suppresses offense. And uh, being at, I mean, if you look at his away numbers, he's always been just terrific uh, away from 
uh, the Miami Stadium. So uh, I don't know if he's going to be exposed if he's playing every day. He's been That's an everyday player for the last uh, four years and has an OPS, a career OPS plus of, I think, 110, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, above average, not replacement. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, it, yeah, he'll probably come down some. He's not going to slug 700 the rest of the season. Well, and but, right, uh, right. Go ahead, Ken. Ken, go ahead. I got nothing this time. Because oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I kicked everybody's ass on this. Because oh. well, I kicked no. everybody's ass on this topic. No. <laughs> I, here's the thing. Shout out to Paul. Here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's the Paulie. thing. Here's the thing. Scooter looks like a person that could probably become addicted to heroin or meth. But shout out to meth. Titties shout looks out, like Titties looks like he could do porn. So the advantage I'm really surprised looks, he doesn't. The advantage in looks goes to Titties because he looks like he could just, you know, walk on a set and just tear some shit up. He 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 looks like a a a villain from Miami Vice from the 80s. Uh he he and Don Johnson need to do a, a, a new show so, together. So Titties could be like a, <laughs> like a Coke Lord while Scooter is just, you know, on meth. <laughs> yeah, Titties is uh, Scooter's plug. <laughs> wow, this, this took a left turn. <laughs> <laughs> it sure did. Oh, okay, so why don't we change topics here? And uh, First of all, uh, let's give a shout-out to the sponsor of the podcast, the Cincy Sports Gallery. <laughs> For Shout all your Kelly. needs. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly. Go to Kelly and uh, at the Cincy Sports Gallery and ask for all drug memorabilia from former Reds. <laughs> and do not <laughs> show her your deck. Yes. Please Gentlemen, do not. do not do that. Yeah, don't do that. But yeah, Cincy Sports Gallery, get all of your University of Kentucky memorabilia there. So, <laughs> since we have uh, obscure former Reds on the podcast with us tonight... Mm-hmm. What if we went around and said who our favorite and least favorite obscure former Reds are? Uh, and let's start with the man whose uh, Twitter account it is, uh, Ken. This... Oh, my favorite, my favorite obscure former Red is for two reasons. One, Aristides Aquino. One, because he has titties in his name. Aristides. But two, um, <laughs> shout out to titties. Um, and his, his major league career is 0 for 1 with one strikeout. If he never plays in the majors again, it will be perfect. I mean, there's a good chance that he may never play in the yeah, majors again. That's a very good chance. Um, <laughs> I, I like John Reedling because he was he was the first uh, authentic jersey that I ever owned. Shout out to John Reedling. <laughs> that's that's uh, a keeper. And wow. I got to play Reds Jeopardy at Reds Fest with John Reedling. Oh, so, shout out to John Reedling. And now your least wow. favorite obscure former Red. Least favorite. I like them all. That's that's why I have the account. Well, um, well, now that now you're forcing me to go next. My least favorite ahead. is of course Jim Edmonds because he can go fuck himself. Exactly. Uh, uh, okay. Um, see, not not obscure. Not obscure. Okay. Then I've got another one. Joseus Manzanillo. Oh yes. It, okay, that's a winner. He yes. is my least favorite obscure former red. I despise Josias Manzanillo. Yeah, so that's the one I hate the most, and obviously, yep. the the obscure former red that I like the most is Billy Bates. Billy Bates. Oh, Billy, Billy Bates. Shout out to Billy Bates. Shout Came to, over in the Glenn Bragg's trade. Yep. Shout out to Billy Bates. 
nobody knew who the hell he was, and he scored the game-winning run in Game Two of the World Series. Uh, Phil, Probably scored the. What's that? My favorite. M- Go ahead. No, what you? What were you saying, Ken? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I would say Billy Bates either scored the the most famous or the second most famous run in Reds history. Um, that with the the walk off passed ball or wild pitch in game five of the 72 at um, LCS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phil, favorite and most hated. Okay, I have two favorites, and then I'll think about my, uh, while I'm talking about them, I'll think about my least favorite. But my two my two favorites, and it's the same era, uh, Luis uh, Quiones, uh, love Luis. Um, Shout out to my, to my Twitter avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually drafted him in the very first uh, fantasy league I ever played in because basically uh, Reds were the only players I knew at the time. Uh, so, and he did fantastic for that team. And by fantastic, I mean, I don't think he provided any uh, points whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, backup catcher Jeff Reed. Uh, love Jeff Reed. Uh, he had the uh, orange mitt, the orange day glow uh, uh, catcher mitt. Um, which uh, I uh, had as a as a uh, high schooler, uh, and uh, love both of those guys. I'm a big Jeff Reed fan. I like Jeff Reed. Yeah. yeah. You don't have a and then yes, he hated. Uh, well, I least favorite, not hated. Yeah, I, Juan Castro always just annoyed the hell out of me. Manos de oro. <laughs> Manos de oro. Manos de oro. I know you. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind Juan Castro. Hey, just, he was good uh, at the pinch hit for Josh Hamilton. That's how good Juan Castro was. Well, that uh, yeah, that's not the the, the highlight of his career. Uh, <laughs> it says, uh, and it was. It is not even his fault. I mean, he, no, it's not his fault. It's Jerry Nair. Marty, this team is going ahead. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just him, uh, and then they would get rid of him, and he'd come back. I don't know how many times he was with the team, three or four times, and then uh, the, he, he would just bounce back and forth between the Reds and the Dodgers. Uh, and uh, it was oh, just enough. No more Juan Castro. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're listening. Uh, I apologize, but uh, just go away. Fun fact about Juan Castro is I thought he was going to be a guest on the podcast, and then he stopped responding because he probably listened. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So Ryan, your turn. Most and All least right. favorite obscure former Reds. All right, the uh, the one that uh, probably my favorite obscure Red is uh, Ray Almeida. Ray. Uh, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I have. I only have like one like childish reason. That's because. Um, he was on, he was like, I used to play this baseball game on PlayStation <laughs> and he was like the top prospect that was on the game. And I just, I always called him up and he always raked. So I just always loved Ray Almeida. And I was like, always wondering why in the world he never got a real shot, but then, um, he was awful. So, well, <laughs> so there was that. Um, and then, um, I don't know if I really, I don't know if I have a, a least favorite, um, but I did want to mention Sun Woo Kim. You guys remember him? I actually do oh, yeah. not. <laughs> you, you don't remember him? He, no. I remember him. God, he was awesome for the Rockies. He was a starting pitcher. And he came over in a midseason trade and, uh, and I think was just god-awful. 
if I remember correctly. I, and I have no memory of that. Season. You don't remember that? It was a 20 or. 2005 season, 2006 season, something like 2000, that. 2006. 2006. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't remember both games he pitched for the Reds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I he was he was pretty. It I, was just. I just He pitched in two games, started one, threw a total of six and two thirds innings, gave up seven hits and four earned runs. Yeah. Well, it's shocking. I didn't remember that. I yeah. have literally no recollection of that. <laughs> you don't remember that at all? That was his last two games in the major leagues. Yeah, the Reds broke him. <laughs> Shout out to obscure former Red June Kuhn Bong. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, see, no, I loved him. Uh, in the bong. Was he uh, the Reedsma trade? Yep. Bubba, yeah. I remember that. It was Bubba in the Bong is who they got back for it. <laughs> Bubba in the uh, Bong. That's like, <laughs> that's like a bad 70s buddy cop show. Oh, what about uh, Dennis Reyes, uh, the big sweat? Uh, the Reds traded Paul Canerco for Dennis Reyes. Yep. Yep. Oh. Actually, speaking of horrible trades, uh, obscure former Red that I don't like because of the trade is Daniel Ray Herrera. Came back in the Josh yep. Hamilton trade. Yep, with yep. Volquez. With uh, Volquez. Yeah, the lefty threw about... 40 miles an hour. Yeah, he'd have a fastball at like 83. He was kind of fun, though, because of that. It, no. 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 He no. wasn't. It's, he was not fun. He got lit up. <laughs> he was about four foot one. He yeah. threw, you know, 12 miles an hour. That's that's pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, I could throw 12 miles an hour, but you don't want to see me out there. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Could you, could you reach home plate from the mound? I mean, yes. Thank you, asshole. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I can reach home plate. I could, I could buzz it in there at like fifty or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. Nice heater. Yeah, <laughs> I think George Bush throws better fastball than you. He, he he also takes down towers better than me too. Boom! Wow! Wow! Oh, shout out to George Bush. And here I was thinking we were not going to have a nine eleven joke this week. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to W. Uh, so, Phil, yo, you got your ass kicked twenty years ago, and you were going to tell the Hunt for Reds October audience about it. So we're going to need some kind of a uh, musical uh, introduction to these. My monthly Phil gets his ass kicked uh, story. Uh, so it was. I want to say it was nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety eight, um, or maybe. No, no, it was before that. It was 1997. Uh, it was Christmas Eve. I was a manager trainee at a Rack Room Shoes. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. This is not going to end well for Phil. <laughs> it, it does not. It does not uh, end well for Phil even a little bit. And um, it was, like I said, it was Christmas Eve, so we were just super busy. Um, it was just two of us in the store at the, that day working. It was me and the assistant manager, uh, Donnie. Uh, I don't remember Donnie's last name. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dwight. <laughs> it's true. And, and uh, like I say, it was we were super busy. Uh, Donnie was not happy to be working on Christmas Eve. And, uh, well, Donnie's a bitch. Yeah. And, um, 
so he just wasn't having any of it, and he spent the entire time shelving shoes um, instead of helping customers. So I am running around like crazy, uh, trying to help everybody. Um, and I guess he took it sarcastically when I went to him and say, hey, I mean, if you want to go home, go ahead and go home and I'll take care of it. We, we had a, a part-timer coming in who's going to be there in 20 minutes. He clearly didn't want to be there. So I said, hey, go ahead and go. I'll take care of things. And I guess he took thought I was being sarcastic. And this one time, I was not. Usually, yes, I'm kind of an asshole. And so, uh, we call it I snarky. Fi- snarky, yes, snark. Thank you. <laughs> and, and so I finally clear out the uh, uh, the customers, and I I go back to the back to get a uh, drink of water or something or a coke or something. And Donnie follows me back to the uh, the storage room. Um, and, uh, we get back there and he is, as soon as the door closes, he is on me like Donkey Kong starts, uh, yelling at me saying that I'm, that he is uh, my boss. Uh, I don't tell him what to do. Um, and he gets right. I mean, nose to nose with me. Dude was a big dude. And I, uh, uh tried to get myself away from him, uh, by, um, I don't even remember exactly, but he grabbed me by, after I said, I don't even remember what I said, but he grabbed me by the throat, told me, I don't tell you what to do and threw me into some bookshelves. Uh, like he was the undertaker. It was a choke slam. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I fell on my arm and, uh, uh, heard a snap and, uh, and, uh, so I, I slowly got up, and he's just foaming at the mouth almost. And uh, I pick up the telephone and call the cops um, and say, hey, my boss just uh, broke my arm. Uh, so the cops came. All my stories end up with the cops came. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call the cops. And, and our manager came, and it was just a giant mess. And, yeah, my arm was broken. I had... Uh, uh, my uh, red marks on my throat. For he didn't have a. I never touched him. There wasn't a mark on him. Um, he ends up getting fired. Um, how are you not the proud owner of a rack room shoes franchise? Right. Because uh, because right. I was a, because I'm an room? idiot and I I took workers comp instead of suing him because uh, I didn't know any better. But like I so I, I go on workers comp. Um, and two weeks later, I get a summons in the, uh, uh, a certified letter from the, uh, the county, uh, charging me for disturbing the peace. So not only did I get my ass beat, my arm broken, uh, I had, uh, I had to hire a lawyer, uh, who threatened to sue, I don't remember if it was the city or the county, threatened to sue everybody that worked uh, for the county or the city if they didn't drop these stupid charges uh, because I didn't have a mark on me and or a mark on him, and I was beat to hell. So uh, they, they ended up dropping the charges. But yes, I got, I got arrested by mail for getting beat up. So, so hold on a second. What? The sound of you getting your ass kicked was so loud that it disturbed the peace? Apparently, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. The sound of his arm breaking, it, it woke up the birds. 
I still i I don't have I don't ever have dreams about getting beat up. I have dreams of that I'm pitching and my arm falls off uh, because of my elbow. Yeah, that's a danger, Becky. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Browning. So, yeah, it, so I mean, it wasn't, a, it, it wasn't a bad break. It was a it was a hairline on my elbow. Um, but, uh, I, and I, oh, I drove myself to the hospital and I had a stick shift and it was my right arm and, and I didn't know it was broken at that point. Uh, oh. it was just, it was starting to swell and I tried to shift and, uh, uh, my manual transmission at the time and my geo storm shout out to geo. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> geo storm. Oh, well, this is the nineties, oh, man. You drove a geo storm. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to call those prices, right? Cars. Cause they're always the prize on prices, right? <laughs> always a brand new car. It's like a fucking geo tracker. <laughs> yeah. so, is there a more fill car than a geo storm? No. Hey, I got. I, I if I could find, I I have photos of me with that car. It was a. I I uh, I, I got. I did well with the ladies because of that car. It was no, you did. Candy. It Magnet. was candy apple red. It you was did. candy apple red. The first day I had that car, literally the first, the day I picked it up, I had a pair of sisters in the in the car with me. Um, were they your own sisters? <laughs> no, they were not my sisters. No. Okay. Uh, and um, the. Uh, the shift, the the transmission died, and uh, <laughs> the first day I had it. <laughs> this is a good look. <laughs> and, Did you actually uh, fit two other people in that car, Phil? Barely, yes, but barely. And and, and so the tow truck came, and we sent it back to the uh, the dealership. Um, and two days later, they were to to fix it. And two days later, we get a call from the dealership saying that there was a mistake with the paperwork. Um, and that needed to come in and, and sign a couple more forms. And, and uh, we were like, um, well, here's the thing. Shout out to Polly. Uh, the, the car is in your shop. Uh, we've been told it's going to be two weeks before the transmission's fixed. And, uh, uh, but no, so no, we're not going to come in and sign for the <laughs> sign new paperwork. They go, um, okay, yeah, we'll have that fixed for you tomorrow. So. That <laughs> that worked out okay, but yes. Phil, have you always have you always been insubordinate? I'm just wondering because you know you're telling your boss what to do, and he breaks your arm, and now your job now you're the jobless wonder. I'm really wondering if this well, has been a trend for you your whole life. I, I have I have anger issues, but I was being nice. It was Christmas Eve. This is one time. That I got beat up. That it was totally not my fault, except that he took it the wrong way. It, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick up for Phil here for a second. It, if I always got my ass kicked, I'd probably be pretty pissed all the time too. Yeah, exactly. Did he, did, uh, did Donnie <clears throat> tip your Geo Storm as well? I don't remember. Here's the thing about here's the thing. <laughs> I'm thinking Donnie knew somebody, and that's how you ended up getting charged. He went and told a bullshit story that somebody. Somebody believed, and that's how you got charged with disorderly or whatever it was, it, disturbing the peace. That could be it. He was, I mean, he was a uh, orange, army ranger, uh, a reserve. Wow, it all makes he was sense. a reservist. There it is. Yeah, that's, this is why I did not fight back. He would have killed me. Uh, yeah. You I mean, can also get, you can, if you fight him as well, this is something I learned, is uh, if you injure a soldier, you can be uh, uh, charged with, I think, a federal crime against the United States. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, because it's they're they are considered government property. Yeah. No, no, no. I took my beating like a man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Donnie, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have your story. So if you yes. want to come on, that'd be great. And then, and then the next I'm day, I'm sure it's Christmas exactly day, like that, Phil. I'm it's sure exactly it is. like that. The next day on Christmas Day, uh, we went and saw As Good as It Gets, starring Helen Hutt and Jack Nicholson. So, God, this is so nineties. God, it was. Oh my God. This is very nineties. Did you see a double feature with Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was before Titanic, but I'm not sure. So, hang on. I, I watched Power Rangers that morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> my, my aunt was in town. We had guests in town and everything. It was while I, I, spent, I spent Christmas Eve in the hospital uh, and then uh, went to the movies on, on the next day. It was, it was nice. Anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, just like Phil's well, love life. Well, oh God. As as good as it gets, it's really good. <laughs> Helen Hunt has a wet t shirt in the thing, so come on. I remember that movie, yes. I, I, have a, I, I had a secret crush on Helen Hunt back in the day. Helen Hunt Helen Hunt the uh, Mad About You I love Mad About You. She was and, a twister. And yeah. oh I, the what, the seventh best movie of all time? Can can we say that? I think so. It's it's yeah, in there. Paul Reiser. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the greatest movie of all time is uh, Roadhouse. I mean, no. And then Red Dawn, the original Red Dawn. No. And nah. Ghost. You, you can think, go the so you've got to go to Patrick Swayze movies now. You mean so basically it's just it's, Patrick Swayze movies? It's Patrick, and that's why Patrick Swayze is the greatest uh, actor of all time because he has the three wow. greatest movies of all time. It's not as good as Outsiders. Come on, Point Break um, is better than those three. Dirty Dancing is better than those three. Outsiders, Pony Boy, come on. <laughs> he was a no, Pony Boy, though. Thing, nothing Every is 15 year old read that in high school. Than Roadhouse. Yeah. Nothing's better than Roadhouse. Road, Road Dirty House. Dancing. I'm going to watch Dirty Dancing as soon as we get off of here. I love Ryan, that. Ryan, goddammit. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid. Nobody, nobody puts Baby in a corner. When I was a kid and watched Dirty Dancing, I did not realize that the lady was having an abortion. No, I know, right? Oh my god, I mean, neither. <laughs> it wasn't until I was like, and I watched that scene. I was like, holy shit. Oh, I watched it with my seven year old, and I was like, and my wife was like, should we let her watch this? And like, I was sort of like dry humping each other in the opening scene. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, I did it when I was a kid. And then we got to that scene, I was like, oh my god, she had an abortion. Right. Like, you, I was I freaked out. Do you remember who played Baby's father? Uh, yeah, the, the guy, guy from, from uh, Law and Order. Yeah, yep. or, Jerry Orbach. Much right? like, yes. much like Patrick Swayze, he's dead. Oh, wow! Uh, shout oh. out to Jerry Orbach. Shout out to dead yep. people. Shout out to dead people. <laughs> to dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Uh, yeah, that was the. <laughs> My name is Francis, but that was the summer they all called me baby. What a great, great baby, Brian. It, it's disturbing me that that's your favorite movie. And that that was one of my favorite movies, in print, as well as Princess Bride. The Princess Bride, well, Princess yes. Bride's great. Princess Bride yeah, is a Princess top Bride five is, movie of all time. Yeah, uh, Princess Bride is a great movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> Another, yeah, I, well, I grew up. Uh, I grew up uh, obviously in the nineties. Um, I was the late eighties baby, so I grew up watching, uh, you know, Dirty Dancing, uh, Wayne's World. I wore, me and my sister were out the VHS. Uh, we had to have another one, and uh, we watched it so much. My parents literally hid it from us, but we found it. Um, and then we also I watched uh, all the Friday the Thirteenth movies as like an eight year old. 
as well. I was in college when so much, Ryan. Yeah, I was in college when Wayne's World came out. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, because you're old. old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but okay, so hey, the, the shout out to the, people born in the seventies. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. There you go, Phil. The the real top five movies of all time. I was obviously kidding about the Patrick Swayze stuff. Though they're great movies, don't get me wrong. But here we go. This is a new segment for the podcast. Phil's top five whatever for the week. Okay. So okay. we're going to need music for this, too. Yeah. Insert the music during post-production. Okay, yeah. We'll get right on that. <laughs> so, number number one, the greatest movie of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. I will hear no other opinions. So I mean, it's, your, the, it's the uh, best Indiana Jones movie. I'll give you that. It's not even the best Indiana Jones movie. Relax. Sorry. Sorry. It's the best okay. Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, Crusade is way better. No, way better. better. I got Sean fucking Connery for for like Jesus Christ. You guys are killing me. Anyway, number two, Phil. Number two is The Godfather. Okay. Number three is Godfather Two. Mm. And what? then other ones. And then other ones. We're Not- just we're just going top three. Oh, you don't have any other ones? No, I do. But this 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 segment's dying, so we're gonna just skip it. On to we're the next Where's Avatar? Avatar I've actually never seen Avatar. Avatar I've never seen Avatar. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not going to do a movie segment and not talk about the best comedy movie of all time. Dumb and Dumber. The Blues Brothers. PCU. Jeremy Seven, David State. PCU is criminally underrated. That is a hilarious movie. (laughs) The the greatest comedy movie of all time is The Blues Brothers. No, it's Dumb and Dumber. Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles. Anchorman. No, Blues... Brothers. The Blues You're Brothers pronouncing it good, wrong. It's a good movie. Um, I don't believe you. But Clue. Speaking of 1980s Clue. movies. Clue. Clue is an underrated movie. It might be the most underrated movie of all time. It's funny. Which, which After ending, PCU. though? What's After ending? PCU. What'd you say, Phil? Which ending? It had six different innings. Which, which one makes it the best movie? <laughs> Everything leading up to the endings. My favorite part in that movie, favorite part in Clue, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it was made in the 80s, and so I'm sorry about your spoilers, but... Shout out to Tim Curry. Shout out to Tim Curry. Uh, shout, out, shout, out, shout out to Alicia Silverstone. She wasn't in that movie. But anyway... Uh, no? That's oh. Clue less. God damn it. Oh, oh, anyway, the, the best part in that movie is when the singing telegram knocks on the door, and she goes, I am your singing telegram. Bam! And she gets shot dead. A shout out to one plus two plus one plus one. One plus two plus one plus one plus two plus one. Anyway, flames on the side of my face, burning. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't uh, seen, I think we're underrating Death Becomes Her as well. By the way, nah, that movie was dumb. Dude, that you're was gonna not, have to talk like eighty percent of this Willis podcast. Is that the movies, best action yeah. movies ever? I had Bruce Willis in it. Come on. The best Bruce Willis movie is also the best Christmas movie of all time, which is Die Hard. Die, Die Hard. Hard. Die Hard, absolutely. Die Hard. My yes. favorite Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Thank you. It's the best Christmas movie ever made. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. And no. You see, the thing, the thing about... Uh, and here's the thing. Uh, shout out to Polly. Shout out uh, to Polly. The best bit character of all time is Ellis in Die Hard. <laughs> he is the best... <laughs> bit character in any movie I have ever seen. That guy should have been in the entire movie and not killed like 20 minutes into it. Oh, but, it was very good. Cool. I mean, Radio, not television. Think about it. His boss catches him snorting coke and is just like, eh, 
It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful Christmas tradition. Hans, Bunny. I'm in a white knight. Say you don't know me, Ellis. Say you don't know me. That, that guy, is, Ellis, was the best bit character of any movie, and I will hear no arguments. You will get no argument from me. No, yeah, you'll get none over here either. <laughs> Shout out to obscure former movie actors. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know that guy's real name. He's gonna. He's just Ellis. That is his name. He's Ellis. Uh, his name's now, Harry Ellis, I believe. But in, the, uh, in the movie. Yeah, he's just he's Ellis. Just Ellis. <laughs> he's, no, he's just Ellis. Who's the actor? Uh, the... Yeah, uh, oh, who's the fat Art cop in the movie? Faulkner. Oh, the guy Art from uh, Family Matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, shit! What was his name? When uh, um, Winston? Um, um, no, Carl. Yeah, Carl. But his real name? His real name? Oh, I don't know his real name. Winston. It's a great uh, segment. It's not. Yeah. This is we're killing it, guys. Um, I don't know. He he was he was good in the movie. Uh, the guy from uh, the Breakfast Club, the principal from the Breakfast Club, was the like the the captain or the chief or something. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's best role ever. He, he absolutely should have been nominated for an Oscar for it. And no, that's best, for real. Yeah, that was his and, best. I think it was his first major movie role, and it was his best. Well, he was really good also in the bad Kevin know. Costner uh, uh, Robin Hood movie. Yeah, he was uh, good he, in that movie. Yeah, he, he was, was fantastic he, in that. He, 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 he was fantastic. Him and Morgan Freeman were the only two good people in that movie. Well, and Kristen Slater. Yes, uh, <laughs> my point stands. <laughs> no, Shout out to Reginald Dal Johnson, <laughs> who was called Reginald. Yeah. That's Reginald. True. But no, that, um, but, I mean, we can all agree that Alan Rickman was great in every movie, and uh, he will be great always. And he's dead, too. Shout out to Alan Rickman. Shout out to the dead people. Shout out to the dead people. I just made a great Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do Harry got Potter. It. No? I don't no? do Harry okay. Potter. Can't do Harry no? Potter. Well, shit. Shout out to a true former Red Journal, Benson. <laughs> well, on that uh, note of the... Uh, this edition of uh, the Hunt for Film Critics has come to an end. <laughs> I think that was our best segment, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> and I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast as well. The Reds are about to have their first pitch, probably about now-ish. So we'll all go watch that, and hopefully they win. They probably won't. But uh, let's go around the room and get everybody's final thoughts. Let's start with Ken. Your final thoughts. Shout out to all the obscure former Reds out there, especially Darnell Stenson. Um, shout out to Pat Walken. Shout out to Brandon Larson. Shout out to Eris Titty Zacchino. Um, I had a blast. I, I, I hope you guys can have me back. Go Reds. Okay. And again, with the Darnell Stenson, shout out to dead people. <laughs> Ryan, your final thoughts. Uh, last time I was on the podcast, uh, my only final thought was to bring up Nixon Zell. Uh, since that has now happened, um, mainly because I was yelling at them to do it. I mean, we can all agree on that. Um, I will just leave you with uh, play Josh Van Meter. All right, Phil, your final thoughts. So the bench next year. God damn it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I am, I am so glad to know you. 
<laughs> and that was not even the hint of sarcasm. <laughs> Do you no, have any it. final thoughts? Is that it? Okay. Uh, no, that's it. My final thoughts is shout out to Ram. I don't Graham. We didn't get a shout out to him. Uh, shout out to uh, Chad Dotson, who uh, mentioned our podcast on uh, the last episode of uh, the Red Leg Nation podcast. He he correctly said that uh, don't listen to this uh, podcast with your kids <laughs> in the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as to his question, I don't know who said the DUI joke, but it was funny. Uh, with about ter- Tony LaRusso, I can't remember who said that. Also, shout out. I think I think it was. I think it was Wick. Wick, but I'm not sure. Could have Steven. Yeah, I think it was Wick. Shout out to the other Reds podcasts that you should listen to, like and subscribe to uh, not only Red Leg Nation, but uh, also uh, the Reds Alert podcast, Locked on Reds, Red Reporter when they decide to uh, record another one. Uh, <laughs> Once a decade. Yeah, the last yeah. one was literally yeah. two years ago. But uh, yeah, Jeff Carr from uh, Locked on Reds is going to be on a future podcast. Only if he follows me on Twitter. He does not follow me on Twitter. So, you know, screw that guy until he follows me on Twitter. We'll have Stephen Offenbaker. Jeff Carr follows me on Twitter. Yeah. We'll have Stephen Offenbaker back on again because he was hilarious. And uh, we'll have Wick back on again. We'll have all kinds of people back on. Plus our our other podcast hosts that uh, haven't been on in a few weeks. We'll get them back on eventually somewhere, sometime, if they want to. If not. So, for Ken and Phil and Ryan, this is Coop saying we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds across the Mason and the Dixon line.